We saw each other on February 29th. That was the last time we saw each other. Is that correct? That is correct. How has your life changed in the, the last 27 days? Uh, I don't go out as much the past few weeks. It's have you gone out more time inside? Have you gone out since this whole pandemic thing began? I've made a few grocery runs, uh, so yes. Is Baltimore shut down because DC is sort of shut down? Baltimore is pretty shut down. It's kind of crazy, actually. Like the streets are quiet. Like even the, you know, maybe the first day or so after the governor announced that businesses were closing and, you know, even before they closed restaurants and like really told everyone like, no, you have to shut down. Even in that first round of like, Hey, everybody chill a bit. You know, there's a noticeable difference. Like even from my apartment window, like less street noise, less traffic, uh, feels like there's even less like sirens and helicopters, which is kind of weird because we're next to a hospital. So it's, Normally, we hear a lot of ambulances, a lot of cops, and uh, we're near shock trauma. So, you know, we'd have emergency helicopters all the time. And now it seems like that's even that's quieted down. Jesus. Um, okay. So your life has changed dramatically. And uh, yeah. what I wanted to talk about today with you is a film <laughs> that I didn't know existed until a global pandemic hit. And uh, I don't want to say it's a bad film. But I'm gonna uh, posit that it's not a great film. How about that? Yeah, I would. I would say it's uh, it's not good. Okay, or we're speaking not, of Ordinary World, the 2016 starring vehicle of Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. Yes. Okay. Did uh, you, okay, we'd both like Green Day. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. Last time I saw you on February 29th, I was talking to you about the brand new Green Day album, and you sent me some photos of the billboards in Baltimore and like all rock, no pussy shit, essentially. Basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. They they made a really funny cocaine reference. Exactly. This is a man that went to rehab multiple times. Yes. Okay, so uh, this is a movie starring (laughs) Billy Joe Armstrong. He's not playing himself. He's been in a handful of movies, usually as himself uh, or a voice. He is the star of this movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because he's he's not playing himself, but he's definite, definitely playing like like there's an alternate universe where where that's Billy Joe's life. So you did not like this film. I'm not going to say I didn't like it. But it wasn't good. Okay. Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. I'm on this weird Fred Armisen binge where I'll watch anything this guy is in, and he's in so many <laughs> things. And I feel like anytime it's he can say yes to playing drums, he's in, and he plays drums oh, in this yeah. movie. Yep. Yeah, I, I would imagine at this point in his career, pretty much, yeah, if someone's like, hey, you want to come do a thing? Like, he asks, like, can I bring my drum set? And they're like, yeah, sure. And there it like, is. Cool. Let's do it. He's in Jane Silent Bob Reboot, which is currently on Amazon Prime. Uh, came out last year. I'm going to say it's worse than Ordinary... What is this called? Or, not Ordinary People. Ordin- ordinary World. Ordinary World. It's almost unwatchable. Fred Armisen's in that. I, I, whatever. That's an aside. Uh, 
Would you have watched this film if it didn't star Green Day lead singer Billy Joe Armstrong? Uh, probably not. Most most movies, uh, I see a PG thirteen rating and kind of think, okay, cool. I'll, I'll I, I can skip that one. You don't have kids. We should make that clear for the listener at home. Yes, yes, I do not have kids. Now this movie centers around a man who is turning forty. Who, uh, by the way, Billy Joe Armstrong cameo in This Is Forty. Uh, anyways, uh, yes. yeah, he uh, has a daughter who's what ten, maybe. She looks yeah somewhere, maybe a little older than ten, maybe yeah. like twelve, thirteen. But yeah, she's junior high. I mean, yeah. And then he's got a baby who's between. He's yeah. around one years old because I think he could yeah. stand, but he can't do much else. And then he's got a wife, Selma Blair, who plays a. A prosecutor or a defender, public defender. Yeah, public defender. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. and Billy uh, works at a hardware store, but he also co-owns the hardware store because it's like a family thing. And then, uh, right. Judy Greer's in it, and she plays an ex-flame slash manager. Right. She's like Joan Jett's manager. She's Joan Jett's reason. manager, but it sounded like she also managed the band that Billy Joe used to be in at one point. Yes. Okay. That, that seems to be the case. And this whole thing centers around Billy Joe having a freak out because he's turning 40. But also, the thing that makes no sense to me is he really wants to get the band back together. He doesn't appear to realize that the band is still going but without him, which is not revealed right. until like 70 minutes into this 90-minute movie. Yeah, he he keeps saying they're on like a indefinite hiatus. But then, yeah, all of this, they're like, yeah, we're, the band's going to play. And he's like, yes, dude, it's my, my dream. We're going to play this this party. And he goes out there and then realizes they've got a new singer. And I feel like if he wanted to get the band back together that long and was like, oh, yeah, we're on a hiatus, it sucks, like he would have given the, the time frame. Like it's supposed to take place, I assume, around 2016. No, like the film came out. No, the film came out in 2016. Um, yeah, it was clearly filmed in 2014 because they have a 2014 <laughs> calendar uh, up in the kitchen. Oh, do they? They do. That's it's like amazing. It's like a cool scripted. You'd see it like a boutique shop of local merchandise, like 2014, and it came out in 2015. So either way, whatever. It, it's it, it was it, it, it he opens seen with something on Facebook. Yeah, it opens with 95. They're playing CBGBs or something similar to CBGBs in 95. The thing that blows my yeah. mind is that the most unbelievable part of this movie is Billy Joe's actually close to 40 when they filmed this. He was only 42, but they seem so much older, and it seems like it's a bunch of 55-year-olds guessing what 40 years old is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was trying to figure out like the entire movie, like who it's for. Because like, like I said, like most movies when I see like uh, – PG thirteen, PG thirteen, kind of like weird celebrity cast stuff. Like I, like I don't know anyone who's like it's clearly written for the parents of kids who like the parents were into Green Day. So if you had Dookie and a kid during the same year, you might want to see this. I don't know if you might want to see it, but I think you're their target audience. Okay. were you, did it feel like there were multiple like movies going on or the direction just made no sense? There were so many subplots. Did any of them There's, get resolved? 
There's one that got resolved for sure. No, there's there's one that got resolved. Which one are you thinking of? Uh, he made it to the talent show. Oh, okay. He made it to the talent show. His, his daughters, his talent shows the same day. I was thinking of the um, uh, the guys that don't like each other but are all dads. Oh, yeah, yeah. Out. He joined yeah, that group. Friends. That's his new band. Yeah. Right, right. Does this make you question your enjoyment of the brand new Green Day record? <laughs> uh, well, I I don't particularly enjoy the new Green Day record, so... Well, that's sacrilegious. <laughs> well, yeah. Sure. What is the last Green Day record but, where front to back you enjoyed? Front to back I enjoyed? Um, probably uh, American Idiot, if, except that I got so burned out on... a. Uh, was it uh, wake me up when September sure, ends? Sure, sure. Just that just got way, way too overplayed for me. But yeah, probably American Idiot. Um, this the one after that that was like also trying to be like a big anthemic yes. like rock opera. Like that was fine, but there were a lot more moments in it where I was like, okay, like I can skip this. Okay, I don't like this. Did you enjoy any of the side project stuff? Uh, I really liked Foxborough Hot Tubs. Okay. And in retrospect, I like the network. I didn't like the network at the time, but I just, because I was like, oh, it's just green in, in masks. Got it. So the network is, they released Money Money 2020 in 2003, and then Foxborough yep. Hot Tubs, they did Stop, Drop, and Roll in 2008. Yes. So this guy's produced a ton of shit, and not all he's, of it's good. Nope. But that's good for him. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing it, what, like 35 years or something? Yeah, but he's he started doing it when he was like a teenager, which makes me question this movie even more, because they're signed when he's 20-ish, and by the point, it doesn't... I'm just... What is this? Why does this Yeah, exist? they were talking about, like, he, like, ditched this tour with mud honey or something yeah yeah, yeah. they, they allude they, to a tour with mud honey if you're gonna tour with mud honey in 95 you're still ain't gonna get shit from it you're it means nothing right I, the the stakes make no sense and the talent is wasted because like judy greer is a really good actress and fred armerson is funny kevin corrigan has been in a ton of great shit and it's all wasted but no yeah. but it's not like offensively bad it's just this big nothing and that's what's going on right now with the coronavirus <laughs> okay yeah yeah i mean i definitely agree that the whole the whole movie was like a yeah it was it kept it was like right on the the verge of like oh i could see where this this could be good like develop yeah. this idea more yeah but instead they had like eight different competing ideas that never got developed speaking of eight different competing ideas that never got developed uh you and i are giant Twin Peaks David Lynch fans uh, <laughs> are you watching wrestling at all right now no not really okay because the I, empty I arena shows be, have a very David Lynch vibe and I think you might I've them. seen some of that on Twitter yeah and I love it stone cold screaming for a hell yeah and there's just an empty room yeah that's life right now it's yeah that's how I feel like anytime like the, one of the three or four times I've ever gone on Instagram live it's just me 
screaming for a hell yeah and no one answering. How are you and your wife handling each other's company? Because I'm assuming you're both working from home. We are both working from home. She's sitting right next to me. Is that is that, so? You're not going to say anything bad, but do you miss <laughs> the office at all? I uh, I miss the office a little bit, just for like social interaction. I I like my new coworkers. Um, I get free food and coffee. Are you worried about that, your job safety? Will you have a job if this continues for another month or two or three? Yeah, yeah, I think I will. A lot of the the companies that my company works with are like investment advice type companies. So they're, you know, no matter what happens, they can spin it into like, you know, how to make money off the stock market right now. I guess that's good. And yeah. Yeah, that part's whatever. But what kind of what I do in helping make sure, like I basically help make sure marketing emails land where they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. So that's it's a pretty uh, vital part of how they do business. So I'll be around for a bit. Um, that's both depressing, but I'm glad you have a job. Yeah, that's how I feel about it too. Cool party, party, party. Hey, as long as those checks clear, uh, I might be asking you to write me one. So uh, overall, <laughs> what ordinary, not ordinary people. Why do I keep saying ordinary people? Ordinary because world. Ordinary world. Ordinary world. It's a huge must-watch currently on Netflix of a world that clearly does not exist and never has existed. No, no. I'm I'm still trying to figure. Like you pointed out that like the calendar was 2014, mm-hmm. but I was so busy noticing other stuff. Like his brother hands him like has an envelope of cash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Here's 500 bucks." Oh, you know what? Here's a thousand. But it's clearly a pile. There's like one hundred dollar bill, and then like eight tens. I you don't t- like. Yeah, why the fuck bills that are, up? Why do, just don't do yeah. that? Yeah, just don't do that. Like, or write him a check. Yeah. Because even know, like, in twenty fourteen technology, we have like this: take a photo of your check with your phone, and it goes into your account. Like, you could just do that. Right. And have him go to an ATM. Like, it's not complicated, but they made so many odd decisions that. Yeah, I'm trying well, to then, go ahead, please. So I think he, I think he had the envelope of cash because it was, uh, I mean, how spoiler, I guess we already kind I don't of think, said that he Yeah, go it, nuts. Uh, it's fine. So I think that was supposed to be like, like he pulled cash out expecting to buy him out of the business, which I, is weird because you would never do that with a big, with an envelope full of cash. Yeah, but then also... Weird. He was making it out like it was like, oh, shit, it's your birthday. Well, here, take some cash. But if the cash was to buy him out of the business, he's just giving him his own money ahead of time and being like, oh, yeah, no, happy birthday. Yeah, there's... Is there like a four-hour cut of this where it makes sense? I don't think so. I think, if anything, they stretched it out to include a few more Green Day songs. Yeah, yeah, I think that he just had written enough soundtrack material and they were like, well, we can't do a TV show. That's just one episode. Yeah. That being said, he's not, he's not a good actor, but he's likable where you don't want bad things to happen to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I couldn't imagine him trying to play a character that wasn't a version of himself. Yeah. Right. Like 
like he's he's a punk rock dad yeah and that's like, nice that's like aside from the size of the house and the amount of money they have and like what they have to worry about like he's i wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of like that at home like his daughter's like yelling at him like dad you need to make me lunch and he's in his headphones like playing power chords well also he has his kids record on the soundtrack does he? Yes, yeah, Swimmers is on the soundtrack. So yeah, he's that's amazing. It, it's it's and that's like a nice thing, but it's weird. Like, why did I watch? Would I have watched this if I wasn't on paternity leave at the start of a pandemic? I don't know. Right, right. Like it seems like something I would put on like maybe a hate watch list. Like one day I should watch that. Like yeah. I should get just fucked up and watch that movie. What's but, the last movie you hate watched and ended up enjoying? Oh God! Um, shit, uh, might have to circle back. I have to think about that. That's okay. That I really ended up enjoying. Here's a better question: When was the last time you left your house? Um, last weekend or no, earlier this week. Okay, I, where'd you go? I had to run to pick up a package at the grocery store. Was were people keeping six feet apart? Uh, at Safeway there was a line. People were mostly keeping six feet apart in the line, and they were limiting the amount of people who could go in. Oh, really? Keep distancing. Yeah. Wow. And then um, the other store, no, not really. Like it's a it's a pretty small store, so you can't you couldn't have like two people in in one aisle. Okay. And be six feet apart. Now you skateboard on a very regular basis. Have you been out to skateboard since this began? No, I haven't, and I'm kind of bummed at all of my friends that I see on Instagram who are because they're absolutely not keeping six feet of distance. They're yeah, yeah. They're, but it I would is say what they're doing is do irresponsible. This. Isn't it possible to skateboard alone and like be okay, like responsible? You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, you can absolutely skate alone. I have a lot of friends uh, online who are actually doing a better job of that than people I know in person. Uh, you know, and people will still, you know, set up their phone on a tripod or lean it against something mm -hmm. and, you know, film a trick and post it on Instagram. Like there's, there's no reason you can't go skate by yourself. It just seems like there's a lot of younger dudes in my social circle. When I say younger dudes, like early twenties. Okay. And how old are you? Are, I am 35. Mm -hmm. So, they seem to be, uh, I don't know if it's ignorance or if they're just, you know, 24 and don't care. But yeah, there's, you know, I've seen some videos where it's, you know, there's like 15 or 20 people all out skating one spot, all standing shoulder to shoulder waiting in line to like try their trick or whatever. And I'm like, guys, come on. Like, all you have to do is like step a few feet apart and it's not a big deal, but you're all standing together. You're all putting all your stuff together in one pile. Like now you have, you have one of the most interesting skate stories, at least skating at a certain location stories that I've ever heard. And it relates to today. Today is uh, the release date of Pearl jam's newest album. It's their first since 2013. Yes. And you have a very specific Pearl jam connection. Yes. Yes, I do. What is that connection? Uh, so 
I was sponsored by a skate shop in Missoula, Montana, and Jeff Ament, the bassist from Pearl Jam, for anyone who doesn't know, is uh, he lives in, has a place outside of Missoula and is very involved with um, skate park construction projects and with, uh, specifically at the time, the skate park in Missoula and the skate shop that I wrote for. So uh, on a few occasions, I would, you know, would be at the skate park, usually in the morning, because that's when everyone who's like older than 25 will go out skating, less crowded, and uh, we've got shit to do during the day. So I would be out in the morning, you know, I think in my case, I was between classes. So I'd have a morning class and then break till like one. And what's your age at this park? Uh, I was a senior in college. You're senior in college? Senior year of college. Yeah. Okay. So it's yeah, not so nearly was, as creepy uh, as a senior in high school. No, no. Okay. And, uh, you know, would be at the park and there's, there's Jeff skating. And, uh, you know, sometimes too, because so Jeff's house in Missoula is insane. He has at least two huge concrete pools built for skating a giant collection of, you know, vintage skateboards, studio, a bunch of instruments. Like if doomsday happened, he could go up there and it would be like, uh, you know, like every teenage eighties movie characters dream, you know, like I can skate, I can play my guitar. I've got, he's probably got like an amazing kitchen and shit in there. Like I haven't spent much time inside, but, uh, yeah, it's this wild, huge place. And it was kind of a normal thing up there, like to, he had a phone number that you could call and he would just update the voicemail and say, you know, like if you could come up and skate. The fact that this guy's recording voicemails about if it's okay for random, like teens and early 20 somethings to come up and skate and he's like 40, that would be a more interesting movie than Ordinary World. Yes. 